0: Welcome to this week's Treasury Career Corner podcast, where I interview treasury professionals about their treasury careers. Each and every week, I talk to them about how they've built their careers, where they are now, where they see both themselves and the treasury profession going to next. Let's get on with the show. In this week's show, delighted to welcome back Tanya Kuznetsova, who is the Director of Treasury and Cash Cycle Transformation at Baptist Healthcare. She also serves as president of the NCTMA, the North Carolina Treasury Management Association. Uh, But Baptist Healthcare is a not-for-profit healthcare organization based in northwest Florida, committed to helping people throughout life's journey. Now, I will get Tanya to bring up the story. We've known each other for many years, so it's great to welcome her back to the show. We've talked and met a number of occasions, and it's great to have someone who also speaks you know does lots of other stuff like i do so tanya if you would where you know as it says here where have you been since we last spoke do bring me up today i know this but we'll bring it up today for the listeners as well over to you
1: Thank you, Mike, and thanks for having me back. So overall, I have uh, almost 20 years in treasury management, and uh, I've been a corporate treasurer for and I worked in a variety of industries around the globe, worked in transportation, in retail and wholesale, and now in healthcare. And I also worked in organizations of different sizes, including non-for-profit, and I'm currently working in uh, this organization. It's under $1 billion. And I also worked in very large retail corporations over $20 billion in in revenues and over like 13,000 stores. It was a retail chain. So I, I just think this gives me a lot of perspective. And we'll talk about this in a moment. But I worked as a leader of blockchain and digital trade working group. And that was mostly working cross country in Europe, working under the World Trade Board organization, which is just research and discussions with different participants about digital transformation and blockchain experiences. But so that was a very interesting interaction with peers. So that was that was good. Also, I joined the North Carolina Treasury Management Association when I moved to the US. And I really appreciate this group and it just helped they helped me so much in uh, terms of you know maintaining my professional connections and just uh, networking more I think that was a great experience as well
0: so Tanya you mentioned there that you get involved with the professional communities and you've done that both in the U- Europe and the US what are your takeaways what you know why are you so passionate about that because you spend a lot of time and know that I've done some sessions with you and panels and so that's a heck of a commitment why, why do you feel that's an important thing
1: Yes, so I I just think, well, with people from uh, multiple European countries and then moving to the U.S., it just gave me that unique perspective. I think I'm able to compare business practices and uh, innovation advancements between Europe and between the U.S., and this process and like this ability just fascinates me. In Europe, I was fortunate enough to develop and maintain many professional connections, and then in the U.S., I joined the Treasury Management Association. And uh, it's been really a pleasure working with, with this community and learning from them. And uh, interestingly, in the U.S., there are different Treasury Management Associations, different chapters. There is the national one, AFB, But then also, there are different local chapters by state. So yeah. I'm also talking a lot to the Treasury Association of New York, t for short. And they are also a great group of people we do webinars jointly
0: and and i will be hang on i'll be speaking there tanya in, in september i'll be interviewing the lovely modesty and steve about hybrid working and everything else at the team money so if, we'll put a link to it in the show notes yeah as you say the team money guys are great so yeah they do a lot i've done some other virtuals with them when, when it was lockdown and stuff but oh, sorry i'm going to jump in and sorry i did interrupt i do apologize but this is all very well right? you've got a full-time day job lots of people are listening and they've got full-time day jobs. Why do you so passionate about it? Why bother? Just sit there and think, oh, I just can't be bothered. Oh, another TMA, you know, associate another um, association meeting. You've already got <clears> enough going on. How do you – why do you think it's so important? Well, you know, without bigging it up, it's just more that I think that the people here today were going, maybe they're on the fence about joining one. Should they get involved? And I'm often saying, get involved. You know, some of the – I've got different reasons – You know, getting out there, meeting great communities of treasurers all in one place, very quickly, sharing knowledge, doing all that stuff. But for you, why why for you as an actual practitioner?
1: Experiences and perspectives matter. And uh, I think you need to talk to people to really understand different perspectives. And I was fortunate enough to have this variety of opportunities to just interact with so many people, but I also proactively create those opportunities. And I think that's how you do it, by being involved with different communities and uh, attending those events, even if they are virtual and especially if they are in person. And when you network, don't just write down a person's name and take their card and, and never follow up with them. But just have those conversations and teach yourself to listen, to genuinely be curious about someone else's business and ask them about the, their, what they are doing, their, what project they're working on. You will be
0: amazed
1: how, how much information you would get.
0: Are you doing that just for your career? Are you doing that just so that you can elevate yourself or why?
1: Well, definitely. I'm just also passionate about education. And uh, I think that it's kind of the next stage. As I was saying, I have been reflecting on my career journey. And so I found that earlier in my career, I was all about being productive and just working. I, I just thought bringing value to the organization is the most important thing. And I still do think that as well. But as i moving forward in my career, I'm also finding that, and I think COVID had to contribute to that as well at some point for all of us. I think we're all trying to find more purpose in what we're doing. When you say finding
0: more purpose, what do you mean?
1: I mean, not only do something as your daily job, but also understanding where the whole world is moving can also affect your job and what you do. I'm thinking about future of work a lot. It may sound like a bit of, somewhere from another topic, but it's really not because the way technology is developing, the way we are interacting with this, all those artificial intelligence developments that we hear about, more and more often all of this is going to affect the work that we do so i think understanding this technology better is going to make more work more meaningful when you actually can for example things like open finance responsible finance all these things are now being discussed during all those conferences and innovation events and there's a reason for this because you not only you can do business now but you can do responsible business now there are companies that sell consumer goods, like stocks, and they would contribute a portion of their revenue from each sale to the charity. So there are things like that that happen. And then in fintech industry, there are companies like InsureTech, they call, like some some new technology in insurance. And I know that they share uh, some of their profits for to contribute to a good cause. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that. I'm just saying that the world is expanding in what we can achieve now. So not only being focused on your day-to-day treasury job, which I'm very passionate about, I just think that treasury touches so many areas in the business that you can contribute even more as a professional to the whole business development and with all this technology that we have now.
0: And Tanya, one of the things you mentioned there about you know, this AI and things, and I'm loving Chat GPT. And someone said it to me the other day, they said, oh, Are you going to use it for your social posts? Are you going to do this? I was like, no, I utilize it. I don't use it solely. And I think that's the problem. When you see, I've seen quite a few posts. I'm I'm always on LinkedIn. Obviously, it's part of the profession. But one of the things that annoys me is when someone just says, oh, yeah, we're going to produce all these inspirational quotes. I mean, I've never been a big fan of them at at the worst and best of times. But one of the things I love doing, you know, yesterday I've been going to do actually a session for one of the AFP chapters. And I was then asked, they said, well, why don't you come up with a session? You decide on it. I went, no, I don't want to. They went, oh, well, I said, no, I could. I said, I could talk about hybrid working. I could talk about salaries, talk about the state of the market, talk about this. I said, but what if I get there? And they go, oh, right, yeah, thanks for the session. Is this what you wanted to hear? No, not what we wanted to hear at all. I was like, oh, okay. I said, no, what I'd rather do is ask the audience. And actually ChatGPT helped me because what I did was I took a number of the different sessions i had done before. Some of the other ones we've got planned for this year. I put it all into the melting pot and I said, look, come up with a series of topic areas or questions or the different areas that I could cover. You know, I've shared it with the organizer and I said, look, can you give this to your committee and some of the, the potential audience members? What do they want to know about? Do they want to know how long their resume should be? You know, mm-hmm. I did a session years and years ago, with the act in london and i thought you know i prepared all this stuff and had uh, these slides and we were going to do this big session i got in there and the first question was how long do you think my uh in that case cv or resume should be i'm like hang on i'm talking to a group of treasurers i prepared top level stuff about you know influencing in the boardroom as a treasurer and how they and they didn't want to know that they said do do I should i have interests on my cv i'm like well, yeah, but don't have this, do and don't, do you do have that. And I'm sitting there going, right, okay. Great lesson way back then, ask the audience, ask what your audience wants. Not, you know, when I'm doing some of these sessions, I've got, you know, when I'm doing T-Money, it's about hybrid working and I've got Modesty who works remotely and, you know, manages globally and things like that. Steve, he's got a blended team within New York and things like that. I'm getting them on stage to talk about how they do it Give some practical tips to the audience and also give some of the knowledge that I've gained from talking to a thousand other Treasury folks, because that's what people want to know. They want, oh, can you help us be a route to this? And again, you're talking about adding value and stuff. So I think that's invaluable, myself. You've definitely done it like that, haven't you, as well? So.
1: Yes, yes. I couldn't agree more with you. And that's pretty much what I mean when I say understand perspective. People view things differently. And some people are more digital native and want to know more and more and more about those newer developments. And as you said, you could talk about all sorts of you know new trends in, in the market and stuff. But it is also important to sometimes go back to the basics and On that topic, by the way, because I had this shift, well, actually two, I had shifts in my career twice, so to speak. I think first big shift was when I actually came to work in the U.S. And then second, when I changed industries from retail and wholesale industry, where I've been for quite a number of years, over over 10 years. And then two years ago, I I changed industry to healthcare, which is a completely different environment and uh, so interesting to learn new things about that also gave me this confidence that treasury is an industry agnostic profession so i think i think that's really great but back to what i was saying so some things that i thought were important did they actually turn out to be that important as I as I thought they were? Not all of them. One thing did for sure that a good understanding of business is essential. And that's uh, that's true in every environment, every profession, every company, every industry. So for a true professional, you need to understand what the business is, is exactly doing and how to help it. But then also, I think what I didn't pay much attention to was that I didn't really think that understanding why people do what they do. Was that important in the professional environment? I tended to split kind of personal and professional, which, I mean, it's true to, to some degree, but mm. understanding more why they want to know what they want to know to your previous point, that's the thing, that's important. And, and last thing I'll say uh, about going back to the basics, what I thought is going to be the most boring part of my work when I moved to you know a new, new industry, new company, new country, It actually taught me a good lesson. So what I was considering was like the the worst and the most boring work in in my daily. Actually, it taught me that going back to the basics is important. When you are in the new environment, something changed in your life, something like maybe it's a big thing that changed in your life. It's, It's actually even being high level professional. Sometimes it's good to go back and like make a payment you know, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. using an example from Treasury, just doing some some very simple basic things teach you a lot about how everything works, how people interact with each other, how systems interact with each other. So it can be an important experience as well. So I'm not surprised that people keep asking you about what do I need to have on my CV. These things also change, and it's important to keep up with them.
0: And so... Tanya, that led you to sort of draw these topics together to create a book. Maybe touch on that. I think it's fascinating, actually. There's not many treasurers I know that have gone down that route. Tell us about that a little bit, because I think it's, you know, when you originally shared it, it was like, wow, okay. And, you know, sometimes they write books about foreign exchange risk management or latest cash management payments. You draw that about talent gaps and about some of your experiences. What, What was that like?
1: Yes. Uh, thank you. You're very kind. Yeah. So this book is more about professional development than anything else. It's about how you advance in your career and how to enjoy what you do. So these are the main essentials. I think I did it because I was at a certain point in time where I thought, okay, your team is what makes you successful. You can have all sorts of skills, hard skills, soft skills. You can be a brilliant professional, but you can can only do so much without your team so this the importance of having great team was this driver so i wanted to share my knowledge with my team well i did share my knowledge with my team but i wanted to share it with even broader group of people and that was an attempt to do that basically enjoying what you do understanding how to bring more value looking forward to sunday evenings you know, instead of dreading them. That's how I like to put it because mm. the most heartbreaking thing for me is to hear someone say, oh, it's this time again, Sunday night, work tomorrow and Monday morning. And that's, that's terrible. You have to look forward to everything. Well, mm. as much as
0: possible. Tanya, I was going to say, let, let's take that. I'll, I'll steal that one from you, if I may. If there is anyone listening and you do get there and you may be listening to this on a weekend, you know, if you if that takes your fancy and you're thinking, oh, Sunday night, I dread going back to that place of work. As long as you still like treasury, just call us, email us, send us your resume. We don't normally do that on the podcast, but that's what I'm saying. Is saying the fact that you're enjoying it every Sunday night and knowing you get that's great. But if there are people out there going, actually, this, that's giving me food for thought. I, you know I do expect a bit of an influx of CVs and resumes. Actually, because few people tell me that I, many years ago, I've got to say I, I was sitting there. I was actually on a holiday. Well, I think it's before I started the treasury recruitment company. It was literally the summer before I did. And I was sitting there on the the pool steps. My daughter, very young at the time, she was splashing around and I just, I said, I'm enjoying this, but I'm thinking, God, and for the first time ever, I thought, I don't want to go back to work. I don't want to go back to that place of work. People can find it on my LinkedIn profile and I'll tell them exactly who it was. And I was just like, no, I'm off. And that was it. I thought, you know what? I can't work in a place where I don't enjoy it. So, well, I'll make it my own place. So that's exactly what I've done. So totally agree. And we've had your previous podcast. We brought it up to date a little bit with now. But with yourself, you know, other, other things that are happening out there in the world, what are you, in treasury terms, what are you thinking that treasurers need to be thinking about and stuff?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks, Mike. That was a great example that you that made as well. Just going back to, to the book for a little brief moment, it was written back in 2017 But interestingly, again, why I think I started thinking about it again now is that I think there's a lot of relevance in that approach of how you need to understand what value-added tasks you perform and how your work makes a difference and how you actually feel about it. Mm. It's really important. As um, I reflect on it, I just wonder what's next. Well, first of all, I think all these things are very relevant now, even to some again back to after COVID times, maybe to some people they're even more relevant than before. I'm also thinking, what's what's next? And in my opinion, and we touched on this briefly, finding your purpose is the next step in your career journey. And so in my next book, if I'm to write one, I'm not planning to write now, but I would examine technology from the perspective of the future of work and how this can affect you. And just having found your passion is one thing. But moving forward to your purpose is another thing. I would recommend to take a moment, and I'm kind of recommending this to myself as well, taking a moment and thinking about why you do what you do and how you can help with what you do even more to improve how you work and improve the overall performance of the organization and how you actually kind of find this meaning in what you do in your daily job. I think that would brings you joy. That's that's why I enjoy working in treasury. But as I said, not only that, I also enjoy the educational component. I also write courses. So I write courses on FinTech, on different technology, including blockchain. I'm also, because I, as you mentioned, I do have quite a lot of experience with webinars and virtual events, educating peers, meeting with peers. I find so much value in this. I gain so much knowledge from different people, I'm also thinking about maybe doing some series of my own, like also interviewing people from the standpoint of just, you know, business practices and technology. That's still the the passion of mine, trying to find more insight in these discussions.
0: And you're talking there about improvements. It's one of the ways that I've sometimes, I've done it recently, I did it a couple of times, but People talk to me a little bit, you know, what advice do I have for treasury professionals to do it? You, you've got some crazy busy a lot of the time and everything else. I've talked about the Friday morning personal coffee moment. People are like, what's that? And I, I actually did it at one of the conferences where I bought everyone. I said, if you look under your chairs, and there was a, a business card underneath their chairs, and it was sellotapes. And they went, oh, I said, but it's not just a business card. It's actually a $10 gift token in a Starbucks. And to go and have a coffee on me, because I wrapped up then with Sir Dave Brailsford and he was the head of British cycling and they had no track record of success. And I talk about it that he then talked about doing these 1% gains and, or marginal gains as they called it. And what he was doing was little things in the wind tunnel, little other things, but there were other crazy things, you know, so that they took their own mattresses to things. They took their own pillows, you know, sleeping the same posture everything to give them little 1% advantages and the cumulative effect then, you know, was just incredible. Now again, so I said, well, I'm a treasurer. I'm not a cyclist. And I said, no, but if you were to just do one thing differently, if you were to sit there on a Friday morning, you have your, you do your first bits, go out, clear my inbox, maybe just put in there personal coffee and you just sit there and you go on here and you add one thing to your LinkedIn profile. And then you do it next week. And then you do it the next week. Over the course of a year, and it doesn't have to be just LinkedIn, it could be looking at your resume for just 5, 10 minutes. But if you actually think about it, with the cumulative effect of that, doing it 40, 45 times, maybe 50 times over the course, it's just incredible. And that's why I, I just love talking about that with Dave Brailsford and stuff like that, because I think just doing that stuff, all taken together, massive competitive advantage. And Treasury is a competitive industry. So, you know, that's one of the things for you guys. Any other bits before we sort of put your LinkedIn details or wrap up the show? Anything else that I've not covered that you think you'd like to give to the audience today, Tanya?
1: Well, I think it was a great discussion. And to your point, Mike, I agree with you on the, on the last one. Motivation is not even as effective as consistency in achieving results. So that would be like my number one advice that I give to myself and that I recommend for others, just as you just did. Being consistent in something, it just works wonders. And then just never underestimate the importance of preparation. Again, uh, that's what separates brilliant work from average work. And then just when you network, again, just be genuinely interested and listen to what people have to say. That includes podcasts, that include all the events that are available out there virtually and in person, can be a lot, but we always have to keep in mind one thing on professional development. When you're not moving forward, you're moving backward. There's no freezing time, no stagnation, only um, going backwards. So we need to keep moving forward.
0: Well, let's use a visual example. I've done that because I've actually done that on a screen before when, again, using it in my, take some good ones here, Tanya, from my speeches. But I've always likened it, you know, when you go to an airport and you have one of the travelators and it gets you to the destination a lot quicker. I said, but actually imagine yourself standing in the middle of one of those, but you're facing the wrong way. Yeah. I said, if you're standing there, you're slowly, you're not going anywhere, but it's not that actually, you're actually slowly going backwards because everyone else, they're walking forwards and yeah, the world is pushing them back, but they are, they're overtaking you. And they are going to continue to move forward. Whereas with yourself, if you just stand still, you are just slowly, there's technology creep. There's all the other things happening. is slowly pushing you back. Whether it's visible or not, that's one of the key things I noticed with that. Okay, we're going to wrap up today's show because we keep it to the sort of half hour, 40 minutes. We'll put your LinkedIn details in the show notes. I know it's going to build up in there. But with yourself, thinking about it, what what final takeaways are you going to give the audience today, Tanya?
1: This importance of continuing your Professional and personal growth is uh, critically important. And um, I really love this discussion today, Mike. I think we covered a lot of ground and I think you cannot underestimate the importance of being in a professional environment and interacting with people and just uh, learning a lot. Also kind of piece of advice for for teams, I just wanted to mention that sometimes you need to create those learning environments in your workplace as well. And and the leader should be mindful of this. So sometimes it's not as easy to do as i make it sound but it's also the importance of education and continuing growth is critically important so just wanted to leave everyone with that thought
0: ah uh, just i'm, I'm going to leave them on that I, amazing to chat to yourself i'm going to see you at some of the conferences and again that's a great way go to conferences get involved with your local association wherever they might be in the uk in europe in the us just get involved and by just doing that that can satisfy that, that moving forward so thank you very much for your contribution today. Great to catch up and look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, thanks very much for your efforts today. Amazing.
1: Thanks. Thanks so much,
0: Mike. Hello, it's Mike here again. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. If you did, then maybe you want to follow the show or subscribe, depending on where you listen, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, or another great place to listen to the show from. It's totally free, and means that you'll be the first to see each and every week when we release a new show. And maybe whilst you're there, you could even leave a quick review. Reviews and ratings are among the most important metrics for a podcast to effectively rank. And as you can probably appreciate, the podcast is a lot of hard work to produce every week. It'd be amazing. Just take, say, 20 seconds, leave a quick review of my amazing guests and their great career stories. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks very much and I can't wait to see you soon.